Well, I want to get into my message. I feel like we're running just a little bit late, uh, but I did hear from somebody. They said I could go up to an hour on my message and they'd be okay with it. So buckle up. This is what we're going to do today, right? No, I, I want to get into this because I'm, I'm actually really excited about this one because I got to be honest, in this Asking for a Friend series, you've hit me with some really hard questions, okay? Uh, there have been a few weeks when I'm preparing and sharing that have left me a little sweaty, uh, but today I feel like I get to take a little bit of a breath, okay, and, and, and just be excited to share, uh, you know, just a practical message, but also something to really challenge our hearts uh, because I, I believe this is something really important. Um, so I got this question in a, in a number of different ways, but I kind of consolidated it into this. How do I spend time with God and really connect with him? How do I do that? How do I get into the place of spending time with God and really connect with him on, on a level where I, this is worth my while, right? Because here's the reality. Sometimes we try to connect with God and it just feels like we're talking to the ceiling. Anybody ever been there before? Right, You're trying to pray and it just feels like your prayers aren't going any further than the ceiling. Uh, or you're trying to read the Bible and you read through seven straight chapters and you don't remember a thing that you just read. Right, uh, Or you're trying to journal to the Lord but all of a sudden you're writing a grocery list. It's just like, whoa, wait, how did this happen? Speaking of which, we need milk on the way home. We do these things and it makes it feel so difficult to just connect to the Lord. Uh, and, and I just want to speak to this because there are practical things that the Lord gives us that are direction on how to speak to the Lord. But most importantly, uh, one of the things that we can speak to quite easily is the how-to. But one of the things that's harder for us to grasp is the want-to, the desire-to to speak to the Lord and to have that close and personal connection. And so I want to speak to that, but we're going to go to Matthew chapter six first. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles in the pews. Um, and as an added benefit to you, I've also included the page numbers on any of our references, uh, because I know that sometimes there's things are difficult to find in the Bible. We're going to be in Matthew chapter six, um, and we're just going to read the words of Jesus. He's teaching on prayer. Um, right after what he says here, he actually tells the Lord's prayer to the people of how to kind of that outline for prayer. But he says this first in verses five through eight. It says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think that their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. So here's this thing that, that Jesus is speaking to. And again, he goes on to give the, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. You know, the, you probably heard the Lord's prayer. Uh, it, it's used in a lot of different circumstances. But what he speaks to first and foremost is a, a contrast that we need to wrestle with a little bit this morning. A difference between a public relationship with God and a private relationship with God. Now, kind of as I go through this this morning, one of the things that I, I want to use as kind of a metaphor to speak to this, because God uses this metaphor, is the idea of marriage. All my guys in here, where are you at this morning? Let me excite you with some news. You are the bride of Christ. Yeah, exactly. Every man gets excited to think about that, right? I'm the, whoa, take it easy there, preacher. 
That's what the Bible says. We are the bride of Christ, right? And he uses this metaphor to talk about the importance of intimacy between us and him. And I know that's kind of an uncomfortable word, intimacy, uh, but really why it's so uncomfortable to us is because we lack it in our world today. We're struggling for intimacy on many levels between husbands and wives, between parents and children, uh, between siblings, between friends, between us and God. We struggle with intimacy on a number of different levels, and we'll get to that in just a second. But here's the reality that God is speaking to. We need to be focused on this, that there, it's not enough to just have a public relationship with God. We also have to have a private relationship with God. And here's the thing, a great robust private relationship with God feeds and fuels a public relationship with God. But here's the thing, we can also fake a public relationship with God by looking like we have a close connection with God and this is what he speaks to. Don't be like those hypocrites who stand on the on the street corners belting out their loud prayers for every single person to hear, right? And and what he's speaking to is these people never pray in private. They never talk to me unless somebody else is watching. But if everybody's watching, then they stand on the street corner and they go, "Oh God, we love you, Lord." And they pray so loudly. He goes, don't be like that. Don't be like that. The only reason they're doing that is for a reward to be noticed by man for being godly. But here's the problem. They never speak to me privately. They never connect with me on a private level. And, and I know, and I want to speak to both of these because there's the other side of this coin. And you have probably heard this. I know I've heard it many times. People talk about, well... I don't go to church because I just kind of connect with God on my own. I do my own thing. I pray and I read the Bible and I do my own thing. Listen, both are necessary because they're both for our own edification and growth. We need a private relationship with God, but when we publicly serve the Lord together, listen, it encourages the people around us. It teaches the next generation how to worship the Lord, how to love the Lord, but we've got to speak to that private element of it as well. So I want to give you a couple of practical things before. This is the how-to, okay? I'm going to give you the how-to because that's actually really easy. How-to is simple. But then I want to speak a little bit further into the want-to, all right? Because that's much harder. So here's the, the very simple how-to and the things that you need, okay? You need time. You need time. You have to purposely choose time to spend with God. Now again, think of it in terms of a relationship. I'll use myself and my wife as an example. She's not here today. Don't tell her anything I say, please. If I told my wife, I love you with all my heart and I'm so glad that you're my bride. So because I love you, you and I can talk for one hour on one day a week. What do you think that's going to look like? Right? That's not intimacy. That's not closeness. That's not connection. But we do that to God. God, you can have my Sunday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. You can have that. I go to church. You can have that. But listen, God is desirous of more than that. He wants time with us privately. But let me tell you this. If you are thinking that time with Jesus or time with God is just going to present itself, let me give you a very accurate estimate of how much time you're going to get with God. Zero. Zero. There's not going to be magical moments in your life where you suddenly find yourself with nothing to do and your fleshly thought is going to be, I want to read my Bible. I want to pray. I want to worship. No, you have to train yourself to do that. One of the ways you do that is making time. Secondly, a space. 
space. And Jesus speaks this. He goes, go into your room, shut the door, push everything else out. Just you and me. Just you and me. And I've heard this before, and I'm just as guilty years ago when I did construction. Um, my average commute in the car back and forth was between two to three hours a day I spent in the car. All right. So I would say, you know what? I'm going to use that time to speak to the Lord. But here's the problem. I worked in Philadelphia. Means I had to drive the Schuylkill Expressway. The prayers were that were going up were a little harsh. There was a lot of repenting going on. Lord, forgive that man who just cut me off that I now want to ram into that side rail. Forgive that man. Forgive this man for wanting to ram that man for the way that he drives. Oh, I just cut somebody off. Forgive me, Lord, that I just cut that person off. Listen, if you've never driven the blue route during rush hour, Lord bless you. You are so... I'm feeling tense. Whew. Okay. You need space. Listen, think of it in these terms as well. Again, going back to my relationship with my wife, do you think my wife would be satisfied for me to say, hey, I want intimacy with you while I'm multitasking on something else? Let's talk while I'm working on something else. How about you come out to the garage while I'm messing around with my motorcycle and we can talk then. I'm busy, but I'll carve that out for you. You can join me. You need that sacred space to spend that time with the Lord. Uh, next is prayer. Can I, can I tell you, I don't know if any, anybody's ever told you this before. You don't have to say oh the right o words o to pray o the right o way o. Let me translate that. Just talk to God. Just talk to God. I can't tell you how many times people tell me I don't know how to pray. Well, you, do you know how to talk? Well, yeah, I can talk. Talk to God. Well, what do I say? Say hi. Tell him you love him. Like, come on. This isn't rocket science. Well, I don't know. I heard a preacher once that talked with all these really big fancy words, and I guess that's how you're supposed to pray. No, that's not. Connect with God. Just pray. Just talk to Him. You know, when you have children, right, and your children learn to speak, and they come up to you, and the, all, the, all that they can say is mama or dada, you don't look at them and go, come back when you can talk in sentences. <laughs> God has never once heard you pray and been like, wow, they butchered that. That was rough. I really hope that some saintly, godly person will come into their life and teach them the right words for how to talk to me appropriately. That is not God's heart at all. Prayer, just speak to God. Next one's really hard. Let me prove it to you. It's called silence. Do you feel it? Do you feel the tension? Immediate tension because it was so quiet in here. Why did it get so quiet? Why is no one saying anything? I came to hear a preacher preach. He's not that good looking to stare at. Why are you laughing at that? I thought... That's supposed to be like an ironic joke. Silence is not something that we're good at. We want to fill every moment of silence with something else. Turn on the music, go somewhere, be around people talking, think about something. We cannot stand silence. Get out your phone, turn on the TV, turn on the radio, stream something, listen to something, get something going because silence is driving me crazy. 
there's a tension that immediately comes to us. But listen, here's the reality. How will God ever speak to us if we do not master silence and just waiting on the Lord? We get into these places for prayer, right? And we're like, God, speak to me. Will you just speak to me? I just want to hear something from you. Will you just talk to me, God? I just want to hear something from you. Will you say something? Because I want to know something. I need to know something. If you don't tell me something, I won't know anything. Will you just speak to me, Lord? Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. God's like, will you just shut up? I can't get a word in edgewise. Silence is so important. Worship. Worship is not just what we do on a Sunday morning with lyrics on a screen and musicians on a stage. And we'll look at that again in the book of Isaiah in just a second. But worship is just you professing your love to the Lord. I don't know what to say. Just say, I love you. God, you're awesome. God, you rock. However you want to say it. God, you're gas. I don't know. Say something. You are awesome. Just begin to speak to God and from your own heart, not just from something you saw on a screen or somebody else told you to sing or say. And, and you know, and people will be like, well, I don't really like worship because I'm not a very good singer. Who cares? It's not about you singing. It's about you pouring out your heart to the Lord, giving God glory, worship, scripture. Get into the Bible and read. If you're like, well, I don't know. What, do I, what am I supposed to read? I recommend you start with the book of Revelation. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You will be very confused. All right. There's people in this room that have been following Jesus for 60 years that do not read the book of Revelation. <laughs> now, let's just skip that for now. No, listen, practically speaking, get into the book of John. Start at the book of John. You read about the miracles of Jesus and you can read through to the end. You get the epistles and all those things that are happening in the early church. Awesome stuff. Uh, there are so many resources available right now. Get the YouVersion app. I don't get any money from them, but it's a great app. YouVersion, it's free. All kinds of devotionals. You can do it with friends. Uh, it, it's something very easy to digest. Uh, journaling. Just writing out your thoughts to God. Listen, I know I, I did not do this for many years. I've only been journaling for about the last five years. Uh, just taking some time to write down things that I'm praying to the Lord. Writing out some prayers is a, just another way to connect to God. Help my brain to focus. God, I'm frustrated about this. I'm, I'm laying this before you. I'm praying about this. Uh, just, just doing those things. These, these are such practical ways. You need to make the time and space. You have to have a plan. You have to put in the effort. You've got to prioritize it, Right? That's easy. That's the how-to. Let's talk about the want-to. The desire to connect with God. Because until it becomes a desire of our hearts, I could lay out everything in the world to make it easy for you, but you'll never walk into it, right? We need to choose that. So here's what I want to look at. In Isaiah 29, 13, God says this, and he's talking about the children of Israel, but I think it speaks directly to us as well. He says, these people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote from memorization. They know the words to the song. They know the words to the song, but they don't know how to worship me from their hearts. And I, I've mentioned this many times. I didn't say this in first service, but I think about this all the time. Years ago, I was at uh, Pendell Youth Convention in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And it was in the giant center. There were probably 7,000 people in the room for this worship service. And we're worshiping and we're singing the songs. And it's just like a real powerful moment. And the worship leader just felt this impression from the Lord to stop all the music. And he said, I just want to stop all of the music. And I just want you from your own heart, from your own words, just begin to cry out and worship to the Lord. 
I did not know 7,000 people could be that quiet. You could have heard a pin drop in the room. How do, how do I worship the Lord if you don't tell me what to say? What do I say to him if there's no words on a screen? And this is exactly what, what God is speaking to in Isaiah. He says, with their lips, they're saying words. They're, they're singing songs. But their hearts are far from me. And the only thing they've got for worship is the memorized stuff that they're just saying that somebody else told them to say. And in a candid moment, to be able to speak from their own hearts, they couldn't do it. Because their hearts are far from me. And just the heart of God for this and how it hurts him. And then Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 7. That just crushes me because it's a reality and, and, and it makes me sad for, for followers of Jesus, right? It says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name, performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. This is God's heart. He's, he's crushed and he's, as he's saying this. Listen, God's not like bragging like, hey, guess what? There's going to be a big gotcha moment at the end of time where I'm going to get you because you're going to be thinking you were a follower of Jesus, but you got tricked and you don't actually get to go into heaven because you didn't actually know me. This is a brokenhearted state of God being spoken right here. He says, I got people who think that what they do for me defines their relationship with me. They'll, they'll describe it that way. Well, I prophesied. I cast out demons. I let, let's put it on a modern day translation, okay? I volunteered at Buell Day for both sessions on Labor Day. My day off, Lord. Actually, just so you know, we as a pastoral staff, we talked about it. You do get 10 extra Jesus credit points if you come for Buell Day. So sign up for that. That will be credited to you. I served at Summer Blast, and it was five days long, and I didn't do one day or even three days. I was there all five days, Lord. I helped in life, kids. When Pastor Tyler was coming down the hallway, I didn't even run. <laughs> I stood there and took it like a man. All these things, right? I led a life group. I led on worship. Things that could be said of any single person. And this is exactly what Jesus is speaking to in this moment. He says, there's going to be people who want to stand before me and justify, God, I did a whole lot of stuff for you. And it's not a happy moment for God to be able to say this. And he goes, but I'm going to have to say to them. I'm going to have to say to them. Depart from me because I never knew you. I never knew you. Listen, if we ignore God privately, we'll never know him. If you ignore God privately, you will never know him. It's not enough to come into church, to sing songs, to listen to a message, to even read devotionals. You have got to connect with God personally. You've got to connect with God personally by making the time, making the space, making the effort, making it a priority in your life because you will not be fed and sustained. Just like my marriage would not last by me only spending an hour a week with my wife. Just like my marriage would not last if the only time I ever spoke to my wife is when I needed something or when I wanted something. Our relationship with God has to be close and connected, personal, private, intimate, and it doesn't happen unless we choose it. 
Listen, as your pastor, can I tell you, there's nothing more terrifying to me that you would be a part of this church, come every Sunday, be involved in a ministry, and not have a personal relationship with Jesus outside of these walls. Because this moment that Jesus just spoke of is going to be the sad end to everything. Because it's not about what we do for God that defines our relationship with Him. It is about knowing Him and connecting with Him. Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 4, and 5, and he says this about the end days. Listen to this, right? He says, they'll betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them holy. They'll dress the right way. They'll memorize scripture. They'll know all the words to the songs. They won't even have to look at the screen. They'll volunteer. They'll look very religious. But they won't have anything to actually do with me. They won't know me at all. And he warns Timothy to stay away from those kind of people. But here's the reality. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this before. God's desperate for relationship with you. I think we look at it as like the, the value discount that God's going for, right? I mean, there's 8 billion people on the planet. Wouldn't it be safe to say God wants to save 8 billion people, right? Do I believe just as strongly that he wants to save me? Do I believe just as strongly that he wants to have relationship with me? No, because I think sometimes we're like, well, yeah, God wants relationship with humans. He wants relationship with the, the human race. God says, no, I want relationship with you. And here's the promise that he gives in Jeremiah. If you probably have heard Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, I know all the plans that I have for you to prosper you, to give you hope and peace. And God's speaking these things over Israel. But then he says this to the people right after that. Because he wants relationship with them, because he wants them to know him. He says this in Jeremiah verses, or 29, verses 12 through 14. He says, when you pray... I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. Listen to his heart. Listen to just this, this daddy's heart for his children. I just want you to come to me. I just want you to come to me. Listen, for those of you who've raised kids, we all know what it's like. When your kids come to you and they start to butter you up and you can tell right away, they want something. What's going on? They just said my hair looks nice. It's, uh, something's up. But there's something so special. Maybe it doesn't happen to your kids who are a little bit older. When they just say, hey mom, hey dad, you want to go grab lunch together? You want to go shop together or hey let's go check this thing out let's go do this and you know that it's just it's just about connection they just just want to spend a little bit of time with you your heavenly father he feels just as passionately about you but so often our most desperate moments for connection with God are when we need something God, I'm in a tough spot. I'm going to connect with you day and night and pray and pray and pray and pray because I really need something. I really want something. Maybe it's even very altruistic and, and humble and all that, but 
there's something to be said for just going into the presence of God and saying, God, I just want to be where you are. I just want to be in your presence. I just want to cry out to you. I just want you to hear my voice. Listen, I challenge you to do something. I don't know if anybody's ever told you to do this. Sometimes go into prayer and ask for nothing. Don't ask God for a single thing. God, I just love you. I just want to worship you. I just want to thank you. I'm not here to ask you for anything. You don't need to do anything for me. Yes, I have needs. But he even said this of them. Why do you continue to babble on about your needs? Your heavenly father knows what you need even before you ask it. Let's not focus on what the need is. Let's focus on the relationship. But he says, when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me, you'll find me. God's not playing hide and seek. He's not playing hard to get. He says, I'm here. I'm right here. Just come. Well, I don't know what to say. That's all right. I love you. Well, I don't, I don't know if I have the right amount of time. That's okay. I love you. Give me five minutes if you've got five minutes. If that's what you're willing to start with. And believe me, if you start with five minutes and dedicate to the Lord, you'll get hungrier for more. Don't go into it thinking, well, I've got to give four hours a day to the Lord. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to spend four hours every morning with the Lord. I'm getting up at 2 a.m. to spend four hours with the Lord before I go to work. That's not realistic, okay? God, I want to give you these five minutes. I want to give you these 15 minutes. I'm going to get up. I'm going to set my alarm 15 minutes early tomorrow morning. Before I go to bed tonight, I'm going to dedicate 15 minutes with you. Sometime this afternoon before I take a nap, I'm going to give you 15 minutes. God, that's just for you. I'm going to go into my room. I'm going to turn off the TV. I know this feels like could cause death. I'm going to leave my phone in another room. I'm going to put my phone in another. It'll live and you will too. God, I just want 15 minutes with you. I just want 15 minutes with you. Here's the, the reality. Prioritizing time with God is so much more important than how you do it. It's the want to. The desire to. The desire to do it. It doesn't matter what it is. Please don't get hung up on, well, what if it's not good enough? What if I don't say enough? What if I don't speak the right way or think the right thing or read the right thing? What if I mess it up? What if I mess it up? Look at yourself as a parent. You love spending time with your kids. And God says of himself, he goes, you're just earthly parents. Your heavenly father loves you way more than that. So stop going in with condemnation. God, I'm so sorry. I haven't prayed to you in like... Seven days, I know you probably hate me. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's not an angry God with arms crossed saying, where have you been? He's a loving God with open arms. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come on, just give me a hug. Let's just have a moment together. Let's just have a moment together. Church, the how-to is easy, but we got to choose it. And I say this with such sobriety. Please don't miss heaven by 18 inches. Please don't miss heaven by 18 inches. Like, what, the, what does that mean? Here to here. I know about God. I've heard about God. I've learned about God. But I don't have a relationship with him. I don't have a connection with him in my heart. God says that is tragic to him. And it should be to us as well. Will you pray with me?
God, we thank you for your patience. And Lord, really, that's at the root of so much of what we neglect in our relationship with you is we just know you're patient. There's so many other demands in our lives and so many other things that we have to do, places to go, people to see, obligations to fulfill. And we just know that when all that's done, you'll still be there. You will be the God with open arms who receives us. You're not going to be the angry God who rejects us. But God, forgive us that we haven't made time with you a greater priority. That we thought it would just happen on its own or some way come, across, come around fluidly or whatever the case may be. But God, that we would truly take heart of the reality that you desire closeness with us. You want to make yourself known in our lives. You don't want to be a distant God. You don't want to be in a misunderstood God. You want to be close and personal and connected and intimate with your creation. God, I pray that we would begin to reciprocate that desperation for you. To connect with you for who you are. Not to just ask you for something. Not to just beg you to fix this situation or heal this scenario or whatever it is, God. But to really connect with you and love you just because of who you are. God, I pray that you will draw us into the place where we truly seek you. As we're in prayer, I just want to ask you if you're here today and, you know, you know of your own relationship with God, but you'd say, I know that my private relationship with God is not what it should be. And I want that to change. Can I just ask you to slip up a hand because I want to pray for you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Oh, a lot of hands across the room. I just, I want that to change. I want my, my private relationship with Jesus to be the best part of my connection with him. Anybody else? I don't want to miss anybody. Thank you, yeah, yep. Can I ask you to stand as we, we close in prayer? And I had been kind of praying about how to end this service this morning and I had considered, hey, maybe we'll come up to the front, ask everybody to just spend some time right up here, right at the front, connecting to the Lord. But here's the reality. That's more public. It's more public time with God. What I want to challenge you to do is this. Go home this afternoon. I know you probably have to feed your kids or your husband or your wife or whatever it is you got to do. But say, God, I want to give you 15 minutes this afternoon where I put everything else away, where I shut the door, where I close myself in with you, where I sit silently and very uncomfortable because I'm not used to it, but I want to give that to you because I love you. Tomorrow morning, if you're a morning person, I'm going to set my alarm 15 minutes early because I just want to spend time with you. If mornings make you want to die, do that tonight before you go to bed. God, 15 minutes. I'm just going to give you 15 minutes where I put my phone down and I shut the door and I tell my wife or my husband and my kids, this, this moment's for Jesus. Can you just give me 15 minutes? Start on the journey of your private relationship with God. Because to be honest, if we're looking at scripture, that's the one that really matters. That's the one we should be giving the most time and attention to. So I want to pray for you that God would give you the ability to do that. Lord, I pray right now for every person in here who raised their hand or maybe those who are watching online. God, that there would not be condemnation, not be guilt. We lay those things aside because as your children, we just run, want to run into your open arms today. 
And God, I pray that we would see that picture of you. Not, not an angry God who's frustrated that we haven't spent more time. Not, not some cross-armed, angry God who says, where have you been? But the loving Savior with open arms who says, come here. Just come here. God, I pray that we would respond to that today. That simple call. And Lord, I just pray that you would speak through your Holy Spirit in ways that only you can to every single person who raised their hand and all the people in this room who are looking for ways to connect with you on a deeper level. Lord, speak it to them. Encourage them. Satan wants to tell them it'll never happen for them. Lord, would you help them to cling to the promise? God said, if I seek him with all my heart, I'd find him. That when I pray, he'll answer. God said it, and I believe it. God, draw us into time and space with you. And I pray, God, that you'll do incredible things through that time of intimacy together. And that someday, when we stand before you in eternity, what will excite us most is that that intimacy will yet again deepen further. And how awesome that will be, Lord. So we love you. We give you our lives. Challenge us, Holy Spirit. We need you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, give the Lord something today. Tomorrow may never come. Give the Lord something today and start on that journey. Love